Together, we're going to turn to the Gospel of Luke uh, to hear uh, a word from the Lord. If you have your Bibles with you, I invite you to turn with me there. If not, you can follow along with the words on the screen as uh, we together will, will hear uh, from uh, the Word. Beginning in chapter 1, verse 28, and then we'll follow on through verse 33. And the Word is proclaimed to us in this way. The angel went to her and said, that her is Mary, and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled in his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will receive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. This is God's reading offered to us in its hearing this day. Would you bow with me forward of prayer? Gracious and loving God, what an extraordinary is to be able to gather around your word and to hear from you. Lord, I ask that you would open our eyes, that we would see, our ears, that we would hear. Open our minds, we come to know and understand your word. Open our hearts, that we would feel its power. Then I ask that you would open our hands in response, that we would offer grace to the world. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. One of the beautiful things about literature and cinema is the opportunity that we have to relate to a character. Uh, when, when a character is, is so relatable, it, it, it draws us in and we're able to find ourselves in the midst of the story. There's, there's power there, is there not? And, and sometimes those characters... Uh, uh, are, are aspirational. I think about superheroes and, and, and our enamor uh, with superheroes as a culture. Uh, I think about uh, Batman and, and how he's both uh, relatable and aspirational. He, he's relatable because he's a human and, and he gets bruised and beaten up and uh, ribs are broken and, and, and we could see his pain in that and yet he chooses to do what is right and what is good, and to use what he has to help others. We can think of superheroes and aspirational and relatable. I, th- I think that, that, that Spider-Man is such an interesting character, just a kid, just a kid, and we could relate to that, 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 that from an early age, being given this gift and not knowing what to do with it. So what does he decide? He deci- decides to be the, the friendly neighborhood spider like he, he's going to impact his neighbors first and foremost. That that's going to be his priority. He's going to get like super local. And he's going to do the things that help those right there around him. And, and, and in so doing, he's drawn in to further and further service. And that for us is, is, a, is a witness as well. But I want to ask you just to, to move out of the superhero category and think. Because it's probably not a superhero at all. Who is the most powerful character you've ever related to in literature or in cinema? 
Who is the most powerful character you've ever related to in, in literature or in cinema? I was uh, asking that question to Zach, and, and, uh, and, and he came up with a more beautiful answer than I did, so I'm going to borrow it from him. He said, uh, he said he remembers the conversation that Frodo had with Gandalf whenever he, he, he wonders why he has been called to this time and to this task. And, and, and Gandalf responds, we don't choose what time we're in, but the question is, what do we do with the time we're given? And that feeling of, of anxiousness and wondering how it is possible that I am here for this purpose. It's quite beautiful. In Scripture, I believe we are called over and over again to relate to biblical characters uh, so that we might hear God's word for us through them. Uh, but, but, and we read about one of those characters today, but unfortunately, over the course of time, her story ha has been diminished in some ways for us to make it unrelatable, and I want us to break that open this Advent season. You see, for, for some of us, Mary has been uh, venerated from our uh, uh, Catholic roots or heritage or even just our, our knowledge of, uh, of her position in Catholicism. And, and as she has been elevated, uh, we've experienced a distancing from her such that we're incapable of, of feeling relationship with her, of being drawn into her story as our story. There's error there. And then also for many Protestants, we have found ourselves in this, this, this struggle between Catholicism and Protestantism such that uh, whenever the Catholics uh, venerate Mary, we then uh, uh, discount or diminish her and her story as well so that she is not in right position in either Catholicism or in Protestantism. So I want to reorient her story and put her into the context where her her call and her character is exactly what we are invited to relate to. You see, Mary was chosen by God to carry Christ into the world. Mary was chosen by God to carry Christ into the world. Now, now all of a sudden, I see a couple of your eyes. You're like, oh, that's me too. And, and, and now you're, you're beginning to see how important it is for us to be able to relate to Mary. And we are called by God individually, you and me, to carry Christ into the world. And it's woven throughout Scripture over and over again. We hear of this beautiful witness. Oftentimes, I, I, I share with you the testimony from Jesus uh, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that, that we are called by the power of the Spirit uh, to bear Christ to the world. It, it reads, will you, uh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. You, disciples of Jesus Christ, we, 
will testify to who Jesus is, to his love, to his grace, to the way in which he instills hope in us. We testify and are witnesses to Christ in the world. And it's not only uh, there before Jesus ascends into heaven. We also hear it uh, resounding in the letters uh, to the early church. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, uh, we hear uh, this, this image of who we are. It says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. God is making his appeal to to know Jesus, to receive Jesus' love, and to offer love in response through you. You're called to carry Christ into the world as his ambassadors. And then it continues, this theme is over and over uh, echoed through Scripture in uh, in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 4. We hear yet again, for we know, for we know, brothers and sisters, that on the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. I want you to hear that. God is entrusting his good news to you. A little fear sets in. A little weight of responsibility starts to settle on your shoulders. And so now we can join with Mary in Luke chapter 1 as the angel Gabriel comes to her and says, Greetings, you're highly favored. The Lord is with you. And she is troubled. Her her spirit is troubled. There's some torment within her because she doesn't feel what she has been told. She doesn't feel that she's favored. She doesn't know how the Lord is with her. And so as the angel Gabriel's testifying to her that she is called, chosen by God to carry Christ in the world, she begins to feel the weight and burden of it such that fear sets in. How do I know that Mary was afraid? Because the angel Gabriel uh, does, does something magnificent in verse 30. It's layered in a couple of different ways. I want, I want you to hear this. The angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. The first, do not be afraid. He's speaking to exactly what she needs in that moment. The angel Gabriel is not not just uh, recounting some like known saying of the Lord or of angels or or of the word of God. He, he He is meeting her exactly where she is. And just as as we experience a little fear and trembling as well over our own calling, he is coming to meet with you as well. And he's saying to you, he's saying to you, do not fear. This this fear that, that can overwhelm you, that can debilitate you, 
It's not where you're called to reside or to sit, but you're to move in boldness, walking out your call in the world. Do not fear. Do not fear is not a simple statement of methodical greeting. Rather, it's a specific touch of Gabriel to the heart of Mary. I know it's personal because that unique element uh, that we find here, do not be afraid, Mary cannot go unnoticed. He calls her by name. Now, now, you might be thinking in your mind of other instances, like maybe even the shepherds who are keeping watch over their flocks by night, and the angel of the Lord comes, and, and the, holy, the, 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 the heavenly host is shown around them, and the, the, the recount of the angel there is also, do not be afraid. But here, we have a very specific, called by name, personalization from Gabriel to Mary, and that is rare in scripture. Now, let me give you a list of those that are called by name by angels or the word of the Lord in scripture. Abraham, Jacob, Daniel, Paul. I mean, this is like the rock stars of Scripture, right? Like, this is, these are extraordinary uh, 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 leaders of God's people. And Mary is in that list. Because whenever this fear is noticed by, uh, by the, the Lord in conversation with his servants, he meets them, us, specifically, personally there. So whenever you hear Pastor Jason say, whenever you hear Scripture say, you are chosen by God to carry Christ into the world. Whatever fear rises up within you, there is an equal personal appeal from the Lord. Do not be afraid. And I want you to hear your name called by God and let that wash over you. Do not be afraid. Just as Mary heard her name called, we hear our name called as well. And we know that, that Mary's uh, greatest fear was this this consideration and question of whether or not she was worried just as Peyton led out for us last week in this series this wondering of how she could actually be considered favored how, how do I know that because Gabriel restates it he opens in verse 28 you're highly favored and then he has to come back around to it when he is saying do not be afraid you have found favor with God he restates it because whenever she wonders how someone of such a lowly position who, has, uh, who, who does not feel a sense of capacity or worth is able to do this, Gabriel says, no, it is you by name. I didn't come to the wrong house. I didn't come to the wrong person. I didn't knock on the wrong door. It, it, nope, this is you. This is you. And I know exactly what you're feeling. I'm going to speak truth 
into that space. So for you, or for me, the question might not be whether or not we are favored. It might be why or how or what if. Or we might have some Moses moments and we might start listing all of our deficiencies before the Lord. And yet, he says to you, do not be afraid. I'm with you. You are called by God chosen by God to carry Christ into the world. No matter what fear might attempt to ensnare you, we mustn't let it take hold or root. Let the word of God to Mary be the word of God for you this day. Do not fear, but be bold in your call for the Lord. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, what an extraordinary gift it is to know that we can connect and relate to all of those that encountered you over the course of human history and specifically in Scripture. Lord, what a gift it is to know that that you have chosen us and yet that inspires within us a troubled spirit and a concern of fear. So Lord, I ask that you would speak by the power of your spirit against that fear in this very moment in time. Lord, move within us and push against that fear so that we might experience boldness as we, like Mary, carry Christ into the world. Lord, I thank you for your movement among us and for the work that you're doing in our midst. Be glorified, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.